Baz Ball, Bearstow Ball, this is betting ball. It's cricket, only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 145. I'm Ed Hawkins. Our entire belief system is under attack. What you thought you knew in cricket betting is flying out the window faster than a Johnny Bairstow pull shot. Please restore some normality, please, Sam Collins, please. No worries, Ed Hawkins. I'm on it like a dented car bonnet. Three games to preview this week, and we're pretty sure normal service will be resumed at some stage. So maybe just ignore Edward Hawkins' hysteria and lap up the reassuring tones of betting your bet first. Paul Krishnamurti. Hello, Paul. Good evening, Sam. How are you? I'm very well. All the better for hearing your comforting voice, Paul Krishnamurti, the same as it was before Baz Ball. Um, and smoother alongside you, smoother than a cup of nighttime Horlicks. It's SportingLife.com's Richard Mann. Hello, Richard. Hello, Sam. Hello, hello. Wonderful to have you guys on. Um, Ed Hawkins, if you've calmed yourself down, please could you tell us all what games Richard and Paul will be deciphering tonight for our listeners? Sure can. Two T20s to kick off with England versus India from Southampton on Thursday. Then we're going over to the Caribbean for West Indies versus Bangladesh. They're playing in Guyana also on Thursday. Then we're switching format. It's a test match. It's Sri Lanka versus Australia from Gaul. And that starts on Friday. All the team news, pitch reports, stats, win rates, strategies and tips. Perfectly fine for you to get excited about that, Edward Hawkins. Plus, our treble chance is back. Campbell Krishnamurti land a big winner. Uh, we've also got our best bet at the end of the show. So let's get on with it. Right, this fifth test chaos was merely a warm-up for the T20 series, wasn't it? With those ridiculous run rates, England versus India, first T20 starts on Thursday from 6pm, live on Sky Sports from Southampton. Uh, We're expecting England to be 1.8 favourites on the Betfair Exchange, and Hawkins has a lowdown for us. Yeah, we expect England to line up something like this. Roy, Butler, Milan, Bairstow, Livingston, Moeen, Sam Curran, Willie, Jordan, Parkinson and Mills. No Owen Morgan, of course. No Adil Rashid either, which kind of uh, weakens them, I suspect. But we'll find out what the guys think about that absence. India, Rohit, Ishan, Deepak Hudra at number three. Yadav, Hardik, Karthik, Aksapatel, Harshal, Avesh Khan, Yuzjahal and Umran. Malik Bumrah, Shreyas, Pant, Kohli join up with India for game two of this series. In terms of win-loss ratio, this is number two versus number three in the world last two years. So that's India versus England uh, last two years. Pakistan are top of the tree on that stat, by the way. India chases supreme of the last 11. They've won 10. Okay, thank you very much. Lots to get through. Uh, Let's start with Richard Mann. Can you sum up these two sides' strengths and weaknesses, please? England's strength, obviously their batting it has been for the last few years. And I think Owen Morgan's retirement strengthens England's England's batting further. I'm, I'm sorry to say that, but that top five looks really strong now. I think India's strength is probably spin actually here. And I've watched a lot of cricket in the blast this summer and Southampton's been a funny one. Some really good pitches, but Liam Dawson, Mason Crane, they've got it to spin at Southampton on occasion. So I think Shahal and Axa, they'll definitely come into the come to the party 
England minus Rashid does hurt them in on, in that respect. So I think it'll be England's batting against India's spin. Um, I think we'll have a good one here. I'm so sorry, I forgot to give you a pitch report. Um, I'll just jump in very quickly before we go back to Sam. Three out of the last six in the blast at Southampton, 160 or more. So not the massive run fest that you maybe expect. Uh, two of those, though, uh, were 2-1 two, two, one and 1-9-9, one, nine, nine, both of those by Hampshire. Only two out of the six were chased. In four T20, since 2020, the average runs per over is 7.6, and England managed 180 against Sri Lanka last year. Sorry about that, Sam, back to you. Where is Edward Hawkins? Paul Krishnamurti, how are you going to be betting here? Well, I think if 1.8 is available about England, that would appeal to me. Um, I, Yes, they're, they're both top-class white ball size, but to me, England are the best in the world at the moment. And India have just been below their best in limited overs of late. Maybe they're a bit overrated. In the World Cup, they were poor. In the South Africa series, they were far too short in the betting. Um that lineup is somewhat muddled or out of form, you know, or experimental. Rowett hasn't been his best. I just want to see Kyle Rahul in there, really. And Boomer's not in the first game. So I think that's a big advantage. And as Rich said, uh, absolutely spot on about England's batting lineup. I mean, that is definitely a better lineup without Morgan. It's a brilliant top five. But look at the depth David Willier, eight, and even Chris Jordan at nine. These are great finishers. You know, compare that to India, they have Axar coming at several, seven, and a long tail, really, with Harsha Patel at eight. So I would prefer, definitely prefer England in what I think will be quite a high-scoring match. Okay. Um, an in-play strategy from you both, please. Richard Mann, you first. Yeah, in, um, betting in India's middle order in play, I think he's a way to go. Dinesh Kartik has had a brilliant 12 months, catapulted himself back into the side, and Hardik Pandya's fit and firing again. Those guys will be held back for the finish. So clearly, he's, you're going to... It's, it's risky stuff, but I think if you can get some big prices in money, that's the way to go. Uh, there was the fourth T20 at Ragscott against South Africa recently. Kartik top scored 55 and out from 27. Same game, Pandya made 46. Uh, there were two down at the power play, so I, I suspect they'll have been really big prices. And there was another one as well in the same series. Kartik made 30 from 21, and very nearly copped as well. So I think you can get some fancy prices about those two guys finishing particularly against this England attack that's had some really hues at the death over the last last few years, actually. I think that's the way to go. I think India will score big late on here um, with those finishers against this attack. Paul Krishnamati. Um, building on the point before, overs on England runs. Um, I'm expecting part start about 170. Uh, I'm going to be looking at the 190 and 200 lines. And more generally in running, after the um, power play, generally around the 8th, ninth over, I'll be betting overs on England. Ideally, 10 and over for the last 11. It, it may be slightly higher, but that's the kind of thing I'd be looking for, 10, 11, 12 and over for the back, back overs. Okay, thank you very much. Over to Edward Hawkins for players to follow, please. Yeah, players to follow. We've got some. 
unlike last week. Some value here. Top England run scorer Butler wins. Win rate 32%. We may get a, a boosted 11 to 4 with Sportsbook. Check the uh, website for details. David Milan has got a win rate of 29%. I think we're going to get about 4 to 1. So those are two perfectly good options for you. Uh, one who isn't an option is Rohit. Win rate of 23.5%. He's going to be going off the same price as Butler, one would have thought. Uh, the man to follow is probably Yadav on win rate, 25%. Uh, in relation to his price, should get fours. Uh, also, just a bet on order, batting order, Deepak Huda. I think he's going to bat three here. Uh, he's won two out of five, and Sportsbook may make a rick so long as they don't listen to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Richard Mann, who catches your fancy? Well, Butler's the obvious one. He was the star in the IPL, wasn't he? Taking over the white ball captaincy now. He'd be keen to make an impact. And Ed obviously mentioned Darwin Milan. I watched a bit of Yorkshire in the blast. His numbers are that great, actually, but he looked in brilliant touch to me. Another name to mention, not for top bat, but if he comes in with a little bit of time, Sam Curran's had a terrific campaign, blast campaign for Surrey. Batted really well. He's made his first first-class century this summer. If he comes in with some time, I'd definitely be playing overs on him with the bat. He's, he's a terrific young batsman nowadays. Probably not one for your top bat bet, but um, keeping him, keep him in mind in running Sam Curran. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, who for you? Um, first of all, can I just ask, are we 100% sure Josh Butler's opening here? Because that would somewhat um, affect my view here. I, I'm inclined to pick Jason Roy because we know he will open. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm convinced he's going to open. I'm absolutely convinced. So one of them for England. Uh, the stats at the Rose Bowl, last six matches, two-thirds of top bats were won by opens. And I think another two were won by number three. So stick with them, definitely. And just for India... Looking for the deaf bowlers, I assume from that lineup, Harshal Patel and Avesh Khan will be the deaf bowlers. I'd prefer Avesh out of two. Okay, thank you very much. Um, a tick for England versus India. Don't forget all the previews on betting.betfair as well. Best bets are still to come. For now, let's move on to West Indies versus Bangladesh in the third T20. West Indies versus Bangladesh is next, but Wait, I've just pressed the treble klaxon. Over to Paul Krishnamurti, who is on treble duty this week for a holiday-winning wager. Okay, so this should pay about 30 to 1, so about £310 for a £10 stake. Australia to win the second test against Sri Lanka. Jason Roy, top England bat against India. And Shurifal Islam to be top Bangladesh wicket-taker against the West Indies. Wow. Thank you, Paul Krishnamurti. So... West Indies versus Bangladesh in the third and final T20 starts on Friday from Providence, Guyana at 6.30 live on BT Sport, 6.30pm that is. This is a challenge for the guys because West Indies has been going off about 1.4 on the Betfair Exchange. Edward Hawkins, please explain. Yeah, low down for you teams. West Indies, King, Mayers, Paran, Brooks, Powell, Thomas, that's Devon Thomas, the keeper, Smith, Odin Smith, Shepherd. Hossein, McCoy and Walsh. Bangladesh. Das Animal. That's Animal Hook. Hack. He's not an animal. Shakib, Mamudullah, Afif, Nurul, Mehedi Hassan, Miraz, Mahedi Miraz. Don't get those two mixed up. Nassim, Shoraful, Mustafizur. There's no uh, Tamimic Bull. There's no Mushfakir either. So they're not at full strength. At the pitch for you, average run rate. 
previous to 2021 has never been higher than 7.5. Last three uh, last year, three games sneaked above eight. Uh, We know this pitch very, very well from Caribbean Premier League. I suspect uh, Paul is chomping at the bit for this one. Amazingly, the average total in all T20s at Providence is 126. Uh, They also used to be a heavy chase bias, which took a little bit of a hit in your last CPL. Oh, that sounds like an angle. Uh, let's go to Paul Krishnamurti on that first uh, innings run strategy, please, Paul Krishnamurti. Well, I, I think we have to revert to the usual Caribbean strategy, in which which is markedly different, for example, from India or England. Um, basically, the strategy here is to go unders at the start because it is repeat in most games in the Caribbean Premier League it is really hard batting early you often see teams on 40 for 4 but then once the run line has dropped due to that bad start then back over the death because in the last 10 overs you can get huge scores on these grounds and again depends on the teams here personally I don't trust Bangladesh to register a big total at all Uh, I think they might well struggle to get 130 really uh, so in their case, it might be a case of back unders from the start and just leave it there. But certainly from the West Indies, if we say that pass starts at 160, I'd be going under 145, under 135, and then hoping that at some point the run line goes down to 145 or lower, at which point I'd cash it all out, take the profit and go overs. Okay, thank you very much. Richard Mann, uh, coming to you with the very difficult question. Any hope for Bangladesh here? Not really. I, I can't say I'd be trusting West Indies at such short odds either, but Bangladesh look really poor to me. Missing two key players as well. Uh, I think they're up against it. Not one for lumping on the West Indies, but I think they'll win again. Okay. Uh, can we have an in-play strategy from you both, please? Paul Krishnamurti, you're first. Yeah, if the team batting first breaks 160, back them to defend it. Yeah, same as the previous game, actually. Um, I think just, just getting with a West Indies finisher in running for a quick finish. Rothman Powell did it excellently in match two of this series, 61 from 28. He can catch up. I think if the West Indies make a solid start, don't worry about getting Powell on side. Again, it'll probably be a close one thing, but we've seen him finish strongly so many times before against England earlier in the year. Um, so I think I'd just be trying to get some fancy prices about Rothman Powell in running. Okay, thank you very much. Over to Edward Hawkins for any tops value. Uh, Shakib has won twice. He seems to have very, very little to be. Only one with any fluency. Uh, however, prepared to reckon that Afif may be lower down and Mahedi Hassan Miraz are value basis uh, of a tacky pitch here and a lower order hitter could fluke it with 30, which might win it. For West Indies, Mayers... Surprisingly underrated as an opener. Sportsbook been going four to one. Not quite sure why that was. He's showed form in tests. Um, I think possibly as well. Akil Hossein, top West Indies bowler, uh, is easy peasy on this heavy spinning wicket. Uh, but uh, prepared to be proved wrong by Richard and Paul. Richard Mann, who do you like? Well, Shakib's the obvious one. He's just a class actor with Mushroff Akia out 29 and 62 in the series so far. If there's any three, seven to two about, I'd be keen to go with him. Um, I think that'll probably be about it for me. Paul Krishnamurti. I've got lots, actually. So, first of all, for top Bangladesh bowler, just running through the strike rates. Um, sure for Islam is 14.5 Mustafisor 15.9 they're easily the best in the team can like 10 better than some of the other bowlers 
Um, so and, and critically, they bowled the death. They bowled the last three overs in the last match. So I would say both of those are good value. I wouldn't put anyone off back in Worcester for zero, zero, 11 to 4, but um, I'll take 100 to 30, sure, for Liz Lamb. Now, with the Windies, I always like the finishes here in the middle order, especially in the hope of a reshuffle. And no, in building on what Rich was saying for an in-running strategy, perhaps the argument here, because I'd want Powell on side too, is to try and lay the top order in running, you know, because those, if an opener gets off to 10, 15, it goes very short. Um, as far as pre-match is concerned, I think that 75 to 1 Akil Hussain top bat is crazy, seeing as he has batted at four in recent games. Alzari Joseph, 66 to 1, is interesting. He's often also promoted. And even 30 to 1 about Romario Shepherd, who bats really at the latest seven. Hey, um, lovely stuff. West Indies versus Bangladesh is done. Is that done? Yeah, done. I think we're done. Yeah, good one. Oh, fantastic. Quick reminder that free bet offers are available on betting.bet for over 18s only, please. Check out begambleaware.org as well. Now put your pyjamas away. Pyjamas, rather. Uh, it's test match time. Sri Lanka versus Australia is the second test from Gaul, and it starts on Friday. The first test was won easily by Australia in the end. Ten wickets the margin, but Sri Lanka were in the mix officially. I recall the lads discussing on our WhatsApp group that they might come back, and they almost did. Uh, Ed Hawkins has a lowdown. Sri Lanka, Nisanka, Karen Ratney, Kusal, Matthews, Dan and Jaya, Chandamal, Dick Weller, Ramesh, Karen Ratney, Van der Say, Embledenia and Asitha Fernando. Australia, Kawaja Warner, Labrashane Smith, Head Green, who produced a coming-of-age innings, you could say. Probably turned them the game. That's when uh, Sri Lanka were in the mix. He took it away from them. Kerry, Cummins, Stark, Lyon, Swepson. That goal pitch, we're back at goal. The first test was there. 25 out of 30 wickets fell to your spin bowlers. Uh, we're not expecting anything different there. The draw could well be a lay here uh, if it comes even sort of close to sort of uh, two to one or uh, 3.0 on the exchange uh, in, in other people's money. Then I'd be all over that one. OK, um, Sri Lanka need a turning pitch to reduce the gulf, but their batting was woeful in that first test. Richard Mann, talk to us about it, please. It was woeful. As bad as it gets, that second innings, challenging conditions and and. The pitch deteriorated quickly, but it should have suited the, the home side, the subcontinent side, and they were just outmatched by Australia. The key to the whole match was just batting aggressively with a, with that sweep shot because eventually there was your name was going to be on the delivery. And Australia were actually better at the Kawaja, Cameron Green, Alex Carey. I mean, he didn't play a defensive shot. I counted in, the, in his first 17 balls. Every ball was a, a sweep or a reverse sweep. And Sri Lanka tried to do the same in their second innings and they were up to it. They were able to match Australia in that department. Quite staggering, really. But I think we're in for more of the same. I think the pitch will turn from, from day one again. And I just can't see Sri Lanka being good enough. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, how do we approach Sri Lankan runs? Because I suspect we'll want to short them here, presumably. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I completely agree with what Rich said. They, they just don't look good enough, especially batting and we've seen it time and again in test cricket over the last couple of years with Sri Lanka but as usual we hope for an early partnership perfectly possible Nisanka and Karen Aratni are both pretty decent and 
if they get some kind of early partnership, the runs are gonna the run line will go beyond three hundred because it, it always does. And that's the type of lay. If you can lay three hundred at one point seven, two seven five at one point five, do it because there's every chance there will be a collapse. And really throughout the match, just do that. Look to lay the collapse for either side batting, because especially if a spinner gets settled into a routine, you can see four or five wickets going very, very cheaply. Okay, just looking at um, slightly more niche markets, uh, Richard Mann, test match end, one that might interest you, or no first in East century perhaps? You know, I've actually got that written down. Never mind this match not to go to day five. This match will be over after three days. It was in the first test. And I suspect we're in for something similar. Don't forget, we lost a lot of play to bad weather in that first test and it was still done and dusted on day three. I mean, I don't think day two is completely out of the question for a finish here, but definitely day three. And there won't be a century. I really don't think so. Because the way Australia are going to play, they're just going to be aggressive in these conditions. They're just going to keep sweeping. It's not like old subcontinent cricket that we're used to. 500 plays 500 and then it goes bang on late day four day five it's day four day five straight away here so it'll, everything will be quick and I actually had a good look at the session scores as well and it wasn't just wickets that were coming down quickly you know we were getting like 120 runs per session um, wickets falling as well but just quick runs and even when Sri Lanka were bowled out for 113 in the last innings it happened in 20 overs the last 10 wickets and yet still managed 113 runs in 20 overs scoring at five and over everything will happen quickly and so will the finish but I don't think it will be a century. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, some in-play gold, please, if you will. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much on the same lines as Rich. Um, once again, there is a lot of rain around. So I'm not, as, as unlikely as it seems, I'm not ruling out the draw crashing. And I think we should look to lay that at 3.0 or lower. Um and again, as Rich says, I mean, if you're talking about those days, um, about the early finish, about the match to not reach day four, that will, despite everything we expect in this match, that would be a big price. You will get 10 to 1 plus on that on the exchange. Okay, thank you very much. Over to Hawkins for the tops. Got to be big prices, uh, I think, for this one. Uh, win rate's not so important, but there is an asterisk by that sentence, we'll come back to that. Uh, we've got a prospective raging turner, so really looking at um, lower order players, number six and seven and eight, all in play, I think. Uh, so for Australia, we're going to like Cummins, we're going to like Carey, and we'll also probably like Green to go well again. For Sri Lanka, maybe Ramash Mendes is the one to follow at big prices. Uh, but on win rate, Chandamal uh, has got obduracy in his uh, locker and he can knuckle down. He, you know, he's a good player of spin, so he should really be doing uh, better than he did in that first test. That's for sure. Uh, we may get eleven to two, so that is a bet on win rate. Uh, probably, maybe the big pick for me is Lyon. Nathan Lyon, top wicket taker, is going to get through more overs than anybody else in that first innings. Probably be bowling with the new ball. I'd have thought. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti first, and then Richard Mann. Please finish us off with your picks out of that, please. Uh, well, first of all, I do very much like Pat Cummings, who was 66 to 1 in the last match. That would make sense. Um, I think the problem with Lyon is he's going to be very, very short. He was only 5 to 1 to be man of the match in the first one. So, where they'll put him. I've got a stick with the spinners mentioned in the first game. Ramesh Mendes had a blinding game. Uh, 
Lassif and Muldenia less so, but they've both got an amazing record here and they're both likely to be three to one plus for top bowler and possibly 25 to one plus for man in a match. I don't think Sri Lanka will win, but if they're going to win, it'll be down to one of them two. Okay. Richard Mann. Yeah, just building on that, actually, I definitely prefer Mendis over Embel Denier, who struggled really not for 73 in that first innings. Mendis picked up four wickets, four left-handers as well in Australia's top seven. So I think Mendis, the right-arm off-spinner, is at an advantage there. If he's three to one in what is essentially a match, I'd definitely go for him. Um, the man of the match market's quite interesting. Nathan Lyon picked up nine wickets in the first test. It wasn't man of the match. It went to Cameron Green, who, as Ed said, made a brilliant 77. But I wonder if if it's going to be another low-scoring match, if if the people who pick these awards are going to give it to someone who makes a, a good 50, something like that. So Kawaglia batting at the top of the order, played really well. He'd be an obvious one. And then for Sri Lanka, Karen Aratni, because I think, up top are probably the easiest place to bat. Um, they'd be the two for me. Dick Weller for Sri Lanka, top Sri Lanka batsman. If you look through his last few years, very consistent, invariably makes a score in pretty much every test, 40-50. And that might be enough to win him it here. I thought he played really well in the first innings of the first test. And let's be right, he's, he's not got a lot, lot against him. Okay, lovely stuff. I think that's, we're all done now the moment you've been waiting for it is the best bets right best bets time we have scores we have doors and we have edward hawkins oh nice big winner last week from richard man carl mayer's man of the match He's minus 19.3, so he's on the comeback trail. Paul Krishnamurti is minus 20. I think everything's turning our way now. So these are the best bets. Uh, the best picks from this episode of Cricket Only Better. Both guys have got five units to spend. Off you go. Right, I'll kick off in the T20 between England and India, and I'm going to have uh, one unit, Josh Butler, man of the match. I'll have a 2.5 points double. Australia to win second test at 10 to 11 and England to win the first T20 at around 1.8. Sticking with the uh, T20, I'm going to have one unit Dawid Milan, man of the match. Okay, and in the West Indies-Bangladesh match, I'll have 1.5 points Shurifal Islam at 130 to be top Bangladesh wicket-taker. And going over to the test match now, I'm going to have a unit on Dick Weller, uh, top Sri Lanka batsman. Half a unit on Ramesh Mendis to be man of the match against uh, Australia for Sri Lanka. And I'm going to have a unit on Ramesh Mendis to be top Sri Lanka bowler versus Australia. And my final half a unit is on Shamar Brooks, man of the match, 14 to 1, West English Bangladesh. And my last unit, I'm going to split stakes. Uh, Usman in the... Sri Lanka Australia test. I'm going to go Usman Kawaj and Dimuth Karan Aratni, half a unit each in the man of the match market. Thank you very much, guys. Those are your best bets for Cricket Only Better episode 145. Don't forget to check out betting.betfair for all your cricket betting needs. In the meantime, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time for show 146.